the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, everybody. It is the 16th day of February. So glad you are here at uh, virtually any moment. I mean, we're due for Dr. Sebastian Gorka coming at 835. We got some stuff to talk about. Who ought to be the Trump running mate? What ought we to do? Uh, in in our continuing uh, the continuing pressure to to throw countless dollars to Ukraine, what is the the wisdom in addressing the China threat? Uh, how did this anti-Putin activist die in prison? Hmm, Dr. Gorka, Dr. Gorka coming up on the show at 835 and coming up right in our faces right there at Cigars International on Cabela Drive in North, North, North Fort Worth. Can't wait to see all of you on February 27th. We're going to have a fantastic night just 11 days from now. Uh, we just It's just going to be spectacular. We are going to have the best time. Plenty to talk about. Our early voting will be underway. Uh, Donald Trump will have stomped Nikki Haley in South Carolina. We'll get Give us, giving us even more material. Dr. Gorka with us for Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka and me and you. Get your tickets now at 660 com. Gosh, there's all kinds of things we're telling them to do there at the website. Well, here's something we want you to know here on the show. <clears throat> it's Friday. Wow! I feel good. I feel good. Ow! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I feel good. I feel good. So good. So good. I got you. I told you. Our hour opening records today are going to be all albums released 50 years ago this week. Last hour, Steely Dan's Pretzel Logic. This hour, Deep Purple and Burn. Some of you 80s kids will go, wait a minute. Isn't this uh, White Snake? Uh, whippersnappers. Before all those great White Snake records, David Coverdale was the front man of Deep Purple after Ian Gillen took his leave. Just, just, just enjoy the roughly six minutes of the greatness of the title track from Burn, Deep Purple's 1974 classic. You will get the, the late, great John Lord in one of the keyboard solos for the ages. 
All right. So uh, obviously, <laughs> I've, I've gone into great length about the uh, the spectacle of Fannie Willis on the stand yesterday. Uh, let's let's take a look for a little bit at the coverage uh, overnight last night. Uh, one of the best in the business, the great Jack Fink of CBS Eleven, uh, covered the Nikki Haley rally in uh, at uh, Gillies. Well, Nikki Haley said this country needs a new generation of leadership. She criticized Donald Trump, and she told me she wants to cut spending, and that border security is a top priority of hers. About 800 people welcomed Nikki Haley to her presidential campaign rally. Her visit to Dallas came one year to the day after she entered the crowded Republican primary. We defeated a dozen of of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Before going out on stage, we spoke with Haley and asked her how she intends to convince Republicans to vote for her instead of former President Donald Trump, who's far ahead in the polls. She says she doesn't believe Trump can beat President Joe Biden in the fall but that more polls show she can. That's a mandate to go in and really get our country back on track. And that's what we're telling people. But can you get to the general election without winning the primary, though? That's the problem. Well, our goal is to try and be anywhere and everywhere. And that's what we've tried to do. You know, we started with 2% in Iowa. We got to 20%. They said we were down in New Hampshire by 30 points. We got 43% of the vote. Now we're closing the gap in South Carolina. Are you? We're going to go to Michigan, then we're going to go to Super Tuesday. Regarding specific policies, what differences do you have with the former president, and why do you think your policies would be better for Republicans? President Trump has surrounded himself with the political elite, but these are the same. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trump has surrounded himself with the political elite? Uh, names, please. Political elite who've spent like drunken sailors. They've raided Social Security and they continue to waste taxpayer dollars. Everybody talks about the economy when Trump was president. He put us $8 trillion in debt in just four years. Some of that was COVID. 25% of that was COVID. Haley says border security is job number one. She says she liked one part of the bipartisan Senate bill that died, which was tightening the asylum laws. But she criticized it for not including a provision to have migrants remain in Mexico that Trump instituted. What should have happened and what should still happen is Republicans and Democrats need to get in a room and not come out until they fix this. They don't get to go home. This is a national security threat. They should fix it. The problem is you've got Trump telling Republicans don't pass anything until the general election. That's downright dangerous. We can't wait until the general election. Yes, we can if it's to get the right deal. Of course we can. And in fact, we must are we supposed to get in there and get rolled again by Chuck Schumer? Get rolled again by by the two-faced Mitch McConnell? Leave ourselves wide open again to, to, to aging dinosaurs in the Republican Party who want to cut deals with Democrats rather than beat them? Now, Haley was repeatedly heckled by pro-Palestinian protesters tonight. At one point, she said this is why the country has to worry about Iran. Early voting begins Tuesday for the Texas primary, which is on March 5th, which is also Super Tuesday. Her next big contest, though, is the primary in South Carolina on February 24th. That's her home state. Yes, it is. And she is going to get drilled. So we, we've had, uh, you know, X number of weeks since uh, Iowa and New Hampshire where she has continued to run. She has every right to run. 
Uh, the questions have properly been brought as to why she is with what seems to be zero hope of success. Um, the couple of reasons that occur to many are to to put a shiv in the ribs of Trump, to allow elitists and globalists and Trump haters to to keep him busy, uh, to delay the inevitable and valuable day where we are going to have to turn our fire toward beating Biden and do so in a unified way. Will Nikki Haley be part of that unified effort? I hope so. I think she will. I think she will. I think she has the clarity of knowing once the uh, once the verdict is in for the umpteenth time as she uh, faces continued, continued defeats, uh, both in uh, her own state of South Carolina one week from tomorrow and then in Texas and about a dozen other states on the 5th of March. Uh, at that point, it'll be it'll be time uh, to unify. Uh, the other reason that she is sticking it out is the notion that some crazy thing may happen. Uh, that somehow damages Trump so that she is a viable plan B right there saying, hey, I'm, you know, ready to roll. Uh, but what in the world is that going to be? Because the efforts to bring him down, the the tormentors, the persecution prosecutions with days like yesterday and the, and the Fonnie Willis implosion, those efforts to bring him down continue to fail by the day. 822. Pack up your car, put a hand in your heart, say whatever you feel, be wherever you are, we ain't angry at you, love. We have a moment for a member of the radio family. Rhonda comes in and says, hey, can you do a little something for Molly? Noah Khan with a little help from Brandy Carlisle. And you're going to go far. Who's this for? That would be for the great Molly Moreland, who is 18 tomorrow. Holy cow, how did that happen? If that occurs to me, you know it occurs to her and to Casey. So, happy birthday tomorrow to Miss Molly. As we work our way through today's program, Dr. Sebastian Gorka coming your way right after the 8.30 news. In the 9 o'clock hour, the rest of our amazing conversation with longtime veteran Apollo flight director Gene Krantz, all as we send this unmanned thing to the lunar surface, which is due to land on Thursday. So just um, for for the moment, a quick final look at some of the journalism over. Oh, oh by the way, Fonnie Willis will not be on the stand again today. Maybe she thought better of it after yesterday. So in a contentious back. Back and forth yesterday, Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis acknowledged a personal relationship with the special prosecutor appointed to former President Trump's election interference case in Georgia. Now, there are questions about whether that relationship began before or after her office hired him for Trump's case. Today could be Judgment Day in New York for former President Trump. A verdict is expected in his civil fraud trial. This after he was in court Thursday in a separate case regarding hush money allegations. Instead of being in South Carolina and other states campaigning, I'm stuck here. It's an election interference case. Nobody's ever seen anything like it in this country. It's a disgrace. Meanwhile, the tables were turned in Georgia, where the Fulton County District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, took the witness stand. She acknowledged having a relationship with Nathan Wade, who she hired as a special prosecutor in Georgia's election interference case against former President Trump. There are allegations that she benefited financially in the form of romantic getaways. I object to you getting records. You've been 
intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Defense attorneys describe the relationship as a potential conflict of interest. Legal experts also weighed in. This speaks at the very heart of Ms. Willis's integrity and her credibility and her judgment-making as a prosecutor. And that was on NBC. This is These are the networks that hate Trump and thus love her, being forced to admit that yesterday was a disaster. Trump's defense team wants Willis removed from the election interference case or the charges against him dismissed. This is getting ugly and it's getting messy, and my guess is it's not going to get better. A consequential week in the courtroom for the former president. To say the least, alrighty, a consequential man, not just in the radio business these days, but in his recent history in service to the Trump White House and as an author and commentator and political figure of note, our buddy Dr. Sebastian Gorka joins us next. In advance of our cigar night that we will spend together, uh, him, me, you, Go to 660AMTheAnswer.com, click now, just go ahead and get your seats right now, and we'll give you a little preview of what's in store as Dr. Gorka joins us next. Nikki Whaley joins us in the newsroom now, 831. That was timely, because yes, indeed, Dr. Gorka does occupy a key afternoon part of our broadcast day, occupies a key part of our lives and our politics. And as he joins us, I needed to go find some appropriate music. I always like the classical library from time to time. Let's go to Hungary to the great work of Bella Bartok in the Dance Suite number 77, because it is the great nation of Hungary that gave us Dr. Gorka through his parentage. Look, look at just just take a look at the the, the homework that I'm doing. Seb, welcome, sir. How you doing? You are a very cultured man. <laughs> I, 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 I fool them all. I fool them all. M- most people couldn't tell you who Bela Bartok was if you put a gun to that's their head. That's right. I yeah, but I can't find my car keys. So the Lord giveth and the well, Lord yeah, taketh away. <laughs> exactly. Listen, it is such a joy to have you here. It will be. Let me let me sandwich this at the beginning and the end as we spend a little time talking about stuff in the news and the path forward for our country and our crazy world. Doctor Sebastian Gorka will be with us. At cigars. International on Cabela Drive, this magnificent, wonderful room, a nice intimate setting, and you can be there. Bring somebody with you. It's just going to be great, and it's just 11 days from now at Cigars International. Tickets right now at 660AMTheAnswer.com, 660AMTheAnswer.com. Seb will be there. I will be there, and you will be there if you go ahead and leap to the website and go ahead and get your tickets now at 660AMTheAnswer.com. I've told the audience, Seb, it'll be interesting because early voting will be underway in our own Texas primary, and will be three days past the the stomping that Donald Trump will deliver to Nikki Haley, who had an event in Dallas last night. Nikki had 800 people in a, in a nice venue. That, and listen, she has her followers. What what do you think is, with, with the writing so firmly on the wall and the concrete nearly set in this nomination process, why is she still running? Because she has no morals. And, and because Democrat bundlers for Obama, like Reid Hoffman, you know, left-wing billionaires are funding her. I mean, think of this. There's this one line she kept using in the debate that just tells you everything you need to know about her. She kept saying, well, you know, with President Trump, there's so much chaos surrounding him now. And then she, the next sentence, and she used this again and again and again because I guess she thought it was good, rightly or wrongly. And it's like, hang on a second, Nikki. Either it's morally wrong or it's morally right. Either he is being attacked by people smearing him, 
or it's true, the accusations made against him. You can't have it either way. And then she went on to blame him for the accusations made against him. That's like, I mean, when somebody lies about you, Mark, who's culpable, the liar or you? She has no moral compass, and it's really disgusting to behold. So let's spend a moment about chaos, because when you have a system as entrenched in a swamp as deep as we have and corruption as thick as we have, it, it it may not be possible to dismantle it in a mannerly, let's take 50 years of research papers and blue ribbon panels to do it. It might take a little chaos to undo, right. the, to undo the sorry status quo. So here's the, 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 the real reason we have to vote for President Trump and support him all the way. Of all the people who are over 35, natural-born citizens, lived uh, continuously in America for 14 years, you know, those are the requirements to be a president. Oh, so what, maybe there's what? 100 million people who are eligible. There's only one person out of the 100 million who can only serve one term, and that's President Trump, right? Because he's already been president once, Mm -hmm. and that's what our Constitution states. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, from Nikki to DeSantis to everyone else, is eligible for two terms, which means what? Let's be honest. The second they put their hand on the Bible on Inauguration Day and raise their hand, what is the only thing they're thinking about? Re-election. The only thing they're thinking of, bingo, <laughs> getting reelected, which, which means what? It means compromise. It means footsie under the table with the Democrats. It means making sure the deep state isn't too pissed off at me so they use the FBI and the CIA to take me out. So that's why you vote for President Trump, because there's only one human being who doesn't have to compromise and can burn the corrupt entities to the ground, root out the unconstitutional people at the FBI, at the CIA, at the DOJ. Everyone else, Nikki especially, will be thinking about re-election. That's why we vote for President Trump. So I have to smile because the suggestion that is made is that that will make Trump, in this term that comes, God willing, that will make him bold, unapologetic, unwilling to compromise. <laughs> She's, I, gee, I, I, I think we saw that in turn. What in the world will Trump unplugged look like if he doesn't have to worry about re-election? Oh, I think you've just given me the title for my next article, Trump Unplugged. I love it. Look, how, how, look, it has to be a berserker with a flamethrower in each fist. Why? Look at what we've lived through in the last three years. A raid on the leader of the opposition, on his home in Mar-a-Lago, by armed FBI agents, pro-life preachers in Pennsylvania having their homes raided by the Bureau. I mean, on and on and on. Uh, January 6th. Uh, uh, protesters arrested on misdemeanor charges, kept in prison for two years before their hearing. You can't fix that with, you know, Marcus of Queensbury rules. So that's why you're absolutely right. We need we need Trump times a million and we need Trump unplugged. To help him win, uh, the search for running mate will be really, really interesting. Through a conversation he had with you, we learned of his interest in Lee Zeldin, which I think would be great. I'm intrigued by Tim Scott, a good, fine man, but I, there's, uh, I don't know how much we need another fighter like him. Brother DeSantis might be of that type, but I don't know if that happens. There's Not talk, happening. you know, God, there's a J.D. Vance uh, contingent. Uh, what? Listen, though. What's what's a handful of people who you think would be a good fit? 
I love Byron Donalds. Um, I think Zeldin would be a superb fit. Um, I, I love Ben Carson. I'd like to see him. I, I wrote a whole article on my Substack on on who should be in the second Trump cabinet. That's mm-hmm. my latest piece at mm-hmm. uh, SebastianGorka.substack.com. You know, whoever it is, it's got to be somebody who's a real vice president, exactly because of the challenges we just listed. It can't be, you know, vice presidents are irrelevant, right? Unless the president, you know, is sick or whatever, they're the person who goes to the funerals the president doesn't want to go to. They really are an appendage. This vice president has to be somebody who actually can do work for the president, can be delegated to do things like clean out the DOJ, work with his cabinet members, at, you know, CIA, DNI, and so forth. So it's got to be somebody who can actually get stuff done and isn't a ceremonial position. So there are various options. Um, the ones I listed are, are my favorites, but we shall wait and see. Because, you know, the interesting thing, Mark, it doesn't matter who it is in terms of the election, because it's going to be a binary choice, right? It's going to be choose Biden or Trump or Newsom and Trump. Nobody's going to go into the booth in November and say, I'm voting for this candidate because of who they have as vice president. <laughs> those, those days are gone. It's indeed so. Uh, you, you touched on my very next question, because I've spent the last few weeks, as uh, weeks, months, thinking that it simply is unsustainable, that surely Biden will not be the nominee. And then just this week, maybe it's just reading some pieces by people or thinking about what's really happening in, in the Biden White House, where he's not running the country, some puppet master power circle is, they want him to remain. The notion of of insiders giving him the hook may be the opposite of true. There may be a power circle that is deeply vested in him remaining no matter how crazy this gets, no matter how deep his decline. So I don't know if you put it all in a big hopper, just the odds maker in Seb Gorka, are we running against Biden in November or not? There is no way on God's green earth that Biden's DOJ, Special Counsel Robert Herr, published a 300-page report last week in which he said, uh, yes, the incumbent committed multiple felonies with 300 uh, classified documents he kept illegally as senator and vice president, but we're not going to charge him because a jury would find him too feeble, feeble mentally to prosecute. That doesn't happen without the Democrat heavies telling her to put those sentences in the report. They are throwing him under the bus. That goes without saying. Now, the trouble they have is it is almost impossible to get rid of an incumbent president uh, because of, you know, the power he has. Is, right. You know, unless you invoke, you have, you have to invoke the 25th Amendment, which requires uh, half of the cabinet plus the vice president to concur. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do that. That's going to be a real burn for the Democrats. So they have to force him to say, oh, uh, I want to spend time with my family. You know, the classic excuse. I don't see Jill, you know, permitting that. Jill really wants to be first lady for another four years. But if they can convince him to do it, uh, it's going to be just before the DNC convention. There'll be shenanigans just as there were with the superdelegates who robbed the nomination from Bernie for Hillary. And my guess is if they can get away with it, I guarantee you 1,000% it's not Michelle Obama. So stop it, all you conservative show hosts. Thank you. Talking about Michelle. She's never worked a real job in her life. She's not going to start now. 
it's going to be Nancy's nephew, Grusom Newsom. Bruce, if they get anybody, it will be Grusom Newsom parachuted in during the, 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 the convention. Will he be challenging to beat because of his appreciable skill set or a little easier to beat because he is saddled with the track record of California? Both. So, so you know, it, 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 it's and, not, not either. Why? Because, you know, he he's the fresh, you know, they can say, oh, all the problems are, are, are Biden's fault and this guy's the new guy. <laughs> but A, he sat, he's saddled with, you know, what he's done to California. And B, if, if you're not into politics and you just kind of go with your gut, you see, you know, 30 seconds of gruesome Newsom. And, and what do you say? He's a slick, oleaginous, creepy politician with the hairspray, with the white teeth. And I, I don't think that that makes you say, uh, I'll vote for him and I don't care about the price of gas. So, you know, it, it, it's a two-edged sword. But, you know, look at the figures. President Trump is crushing it. The current trend lines are, you know, it would be like a, if the election were today, it would be a 49-state blowout like Reagan in 80. So, you know, everything looks good right now, especially if Biden clings on to the Oval Office all the way to November. Last thing with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who joins us for Cigar Night 11 days from now, February 27th. More stuff like this, further departures on these topics and what we're going to have facing us in the coming uh, weeks, in the coming months, in the coming years. Get your tickets now at 660amtheanswer.com for Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka and me and you. So Trump is president. Let's presume we are we are treated to another year of fruitless, sta- expensive, fruitless stalemate in Ukraine. What what do you think Trump does to, to bring this war to an end in 2025? Well, exactly what he said on the various interviews in the last few months and on the campaign trail. He'll end it literally on the first day he's in office, uh, not revealing any, any you know, strategic secrets. He has said the following. He will call up Zelensky. He will call up Putin. He'll tell Zelensky, negotiate now, and then he'll tell Putin, negotiate now, or I'm going to give the best weapons ever, ever to Ukraine, and we're going to bleed the Russian army until you have nothing left. So he's going to use the art of the deal, and he's going to get them both to the table, and I guarantee you there will be a settlement. It might not be what Ukraine wants, because you know they're not going to get Crimea back, and I think that you know Kiev has kind of written off Crimea anyway. But the, the, the needless fighting will end day one. And and the the scare tactic, and I believe it has been one, that if we have a a, a negotiated settlement where Putin does indeed get to keep a portion of eastern Ukraine, that that is the green light, he's the next Hitler, Poland is next, surely his adventures will continue. What do you think of that? Well, I I, I know one thing. Uh, We had the first invasion of Ukraine under Biden. We had the second uh, under Obama. We had the second invasion of Ukraine under Biden. And how weird was it that uh, we had no invasions and no new wars for the four years that we were in the White House? Why? Because as I said in my, I I did a a speech in Oxford uh, Union recently in the UK, the last line resonated with everybody. They always kept telling me that's the line. When we were in the White House, when President Trump was in the Oval, our friends felt safe, our enemies were afraid. Just one, one thing about Russia. Everybody's such an expert about the Wagner Group after that, you know, that fake coup. We knew a lot about the Wagner Group when we were in the White House, when 300 Russian mercenaries who were working for Putin were running around the Middle East. And we told President Trump, what did he do? He didn't invade the country. 
He said, kill them now. Four hours later, all 300 Russians were turned into pink mist. What did Putin do? Putin so crapped his pants, he didn't even hold a press conference. So the idea that Putin will do anything if we get President Trump, God willing, back in the White House is just a Democrat talking point. A better country, a safer world. We'll talk about all of the above when Dr. Gorka gets on a plane and comes to DFW for Cigar Night. We can't wait to see you, Doctor. We can't wait to have everybody show up. 660AMTheAnswer.com for tickets. It's on the 27th, which is just 11 days from now, at Cigars International on Cabela Drive in North Fort Worth. As you go further up, 35 and 170, where Cabela's is, hence the name of the street. Cigars International, Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka, Feb 27. Thank you so much, Sarah. We'll be listening listening to you today as we always do and i can't wait to see you again here in town on the 27th god bless i can't wait can't wait to see you and listen thank you mark that is dr sebastian gorka afternoons here on 660 a.m the answer and our guest for cigar night and you're our guest too get your tickets now at 660 a.m the well i don't know about you I think I have a pretty dandy way to wrap up the week in our final hour of the day on a Friday. And that would be to continue where we left off yesterday in the 9 o'clock hour. So much nice feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yesterday in the 9 o'clock hour, in my conversation with longtime Apollo mission director Gene Krantz, we went back deep into the history of Mercury and Gemini and the first moon missions, and we got right there to the landing of man on the moon, where Gene Krantz stood there in the white vest, and you know about Ed Harris and the Apollo 13 movie, and we'll talk about 13, we'll talk about 17, the very last mission to the moon, which Gene laments to this day, as do I. And the timing is incredible, because we have this IM-1 unmanned craft headed to the moon right now, due to land on Thursday. The first time an American thing of any type has landed since we landed the last crew with Apollo 17 in December 1972. The first thing you will hear in the 9 o'clock hour is Gene Krantz talking about what it was like when Buzz Aldrin, and this is something a lot of folks don't know really happened, uh, when Buzz Aldrin, in some of the first moments on the lunar surface, took communion. We'll start there and go from there. Make it a part of your day. The 9 o'clock hour is next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.